So my wife uh, used to do the, uh, she used to be whatever that assistant is to the optician and stuff. So I believe it's an optician's assistant. Everybody and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me today, Kieran Doyle, Harrison Crow. As usual, we're going to talk about soccer, American soccer. Lots of soccer out there. Most of it not American. Today, no American soccer played, but news abounds in the world of American soccer. Free agents out there. Who's going to get Julian Gressel? Who's going to get Miles Robinson? Who's going to get? Uh, Who's Harrison? Uh, Harrison wants his team to get Danny Musovsky. Um, Alejandro Bedoya. Miguel I mean, Berry. Ali Bedoya. So long Nicholas. as he's willing to go to practice, I mean, that would be a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like this free agent class is pretty stacked. Like, it looks good to me. It looks it like a lot of like good a, players. It feels like the first year that we have like a really big age range. Yeah, like, I think the youngest it's like the youngest free agent ever is Omir Fernandez, who's 24. But we also yeah. have like all the way through to 35, 36 year olds. Whereas like the last couple of classes have felt much more like you have like the one or two, like the Etienne's, but mostly like Sean Johnson's. Yeah. I um, I think Diego Rubio would be a good pickup for somebody. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting people. Yeah. There's... Should we talk about MLS I... Cup first since we didn't talk about it? Uh okay, so here's the thing about MLS Cup. Uh, the Columbus Crew won. Darlington Nagby, one of the players on that team. Go ahead, Karen. What you got? Very good player. We made a whole model. We made a whole yeah. model at ASA because yeah. we saw this guy was good, but the numbers said not good. Yeah. And sometimes the numbers can be wrong, except yeah. when they're talking about Austin. So we made that whole model and it was like, oh my God, actually Nagby, very excellent player. Um, I think it's very cool that like we've had a lot of teams like suffer ball their way to MLS Cups in the past couple of years, like Portland, uh, yeah. Seattle, uh, a, a, a few a few suffer ball teams and Columbus are absolutely not bad. Um, and they were like, no, we are going to play our way the whole way. Uh, I had a coach talk to me about who works with some players on some of the teams who played in the final. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, LAFC, like everything they talked about in prep was like, this is what we're going to do with the ball. And then Columbus rocked up and we're like, you don't get the ball, uh, which I think is just super, super cool. So I'm, I'm glad that Wilfred Nancy gets his flowers uh, and I'm glad that they won. And I think the post MLS cup bonus is going to rip their squad apart, but yeah, well, that one thing I kind of noticed that I think I hadn't. I mean, we talked about this a little bit, I think, the last time we recorded, but they're stacked. <laughs> like, they had so yeah, many really good, good players. Yeah, like, they have a ton of really good players. Like, they were bringing Julian Gressel off the bench. They are bringing Christian Ramirez off the bench. Like, these guys would be, like, big pieces on other teams. <clears throat> and, like, you know, they're just dudes that they had on the bench. You know, they're bringing Kevin Molino. You guys remember Kevin Molino? Kevin Molino. Forgot about him. 
Yeah, you know, when you when you can't stay healthy, though, I mean, yeah. that's that's where you end up. I mean, we, we've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, he's, um, he's they stashed him a couple years ago and like, like he still goes injured. They overpaid for him a few years ago. But no, he's contributing off the bench. What a guy. He, he, he came on an injury time and want to throw in. Yeah. Uh, but he no, did I, stuff in the playoffs, though. I mean, sure. you know, in the way up. Yeah. Like, and I, I think this is. I'm a, just saying their bench was an envy of many, many teams out there. Well, I think the thing that's like really nice for Nancy is like he plays a very specific way and he's going to force you into the box to do the things that are useful. Like Yaya Boa. Yaya Boa is a player that we would look at and be like, this is a winger who scores no goals. Like we would put him in the box with like Fafa Pico and like mm-hmm. all these other guys who all had like terrible playoffs or terrible seasons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, actually this guy, wing back. You're just going to run. You're going to run and be really fast and you're going to be a, a depth threat and you're going to track back just enough that it works. Malte Amundsen gets like traded for basically nothing from... Uh, 500k yeah like like 500k and he makes a little bit of money so like whatever but again he's like kind of a throwaway and they're like okay no actually you're like we don't think you can really do the wing back job but like left center back and you can pass really well and then he plays the crazy pass for the goal that pass is still and and it's not even like there was a one-off thing like elliot flagged up and i think doyle tweeted the clip out of it he did the exact same thing in leagues cup he did the exact same thing against cincinnati like We've seen they got a lot out of players that other teams and other orgs and other coaches wouldn't have gotten that much out of. I don't want to go as far as to say they were the best team this year in Major League Soccer, but they were definitely the best team in the postseason, in my opinion. And yeah, probably they, they got rocked like in defense a couple of times. And that's the fun thing about them, too, obviously, is that like they have that dark side, too, where you, you can score on them if you if you do it. And I kind of joked. I made a joke on Twitter, but it wasn't really a joke, which was like. If you don't make them defend like they're unbeatable, <laughs> like you have to test them. And LAFC didn't really get to do that too much. And that's something that they usually do very well. So the, the game plan was one there. And um, no matter what Steve Trendolo says. I think the better team won. I, I I'm a little confused as to why Charlondolo kind of went and, and his idea of hey we should control the ball, take that away from him. Why? Why? Because they were so good in the counterattack this year. Like, sit there and let's go. Let's let's do it. Let's go. You want to you want to control the ball? Fine. We're going to counterattack you, and we're the best at what we do. You do the best that you do. We do the best that we do, and come at us. And they kind of floundered. They just, they just couldn't. And they chose. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand the change in approach. Uh, Kieran, do you have any insight into like why that was and why they needed to change up, or do you think they needed it to change up? Am I missing something? Well, I thought. I thought the best way for LA to approach the final was to let Columbus have the ball and then defend whatever i wanted them to defend full for two because i thought you could apply pressure to the outside center backs and like do things that makes it difficult for them to play into nagby and morris agreed and but the idea being that you have buanga vela and um i am forgetting his name the young spanish guy olivera to to transition every single time and you just have so much pace and you have an excellent transition passer in vela 
where they're going to be forced to defend 3v3 in transition. And as good as Columbus were, and as good as, like, I thought Camacho had a great year. I thought Marrera had a great year. I thought Malte Edmondson and Zawadzki and all these different guys that they played had great years. They're not, like, amazing defenders. The things they did well were mostly in possession. So, like, if they're going to have to defend 3v3 in transition against Luanga for a whole game, it's not going to happen for them. And I think... Agreed. I, again, credit to to Columbus because I thought they were very smart about how they played in possession, where they were very conservative with turnovers, which is not really their game. But I think this is why this is why you heard kind of all the commentators were like, "Oh, they should match them up. Like LAFC should go three four three and man mark because it's going to stop Columbus from keeping the ball and they're going to be able to go in transition." I didn't think that was a smart idea. I thought you would get roasted because you didn't have the team to do it, but that's where it comes from um but i i think like this is going to sound so bad but like i think it's just arrogance like we are the best team in the league we're going to play how we want to play and you have to adapt to us which is like sometimes that's how the game works out but i i think in this one they did not have the things in place to to get themselves on top first and then kind of do that I don't feel like they have a they. I mean, at least the numbers don't show that they have an elite ball winner though either. Well, this I is mean, a really, this is the like to move on from MLS Cup and to kind of start talking about the off season and all the fun fun treats we have today. Man, like I don't know what LAFC is going to look like next year because they are a lot of people out of contract and there are a lot of people at an age profile that you're like, I don't know if I want to pay this next this next contract on this guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like Ilya, well, Chiellini's retired. You've got Ilya, you've got Acosta, you've got Vela. Yeah. You've got Palacios. You, like, it's, there's a yeah. lot of question marks for 2024 LAFC. Well, they might have players, though. So there's that. It's like a 12th man. They could have. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They or who knows, maybe they'll get um maybe like I'm trying to think of an equivalent player. Like yeah. Lukaku will take a ninety-eight percent pay cut to come play for him. There you go. Like Gareth Bale. Maybe really like Gareth. it was nice that Columbus won too, and like no one was going like there was no questions about whether Columbus was following the roster rules. Like no one was like no one in the league was like raising eyebrows at it. Going, like, mm. They should be though. Bez is, I know, Bez so is a master. Yeah, Bez so is a master. That guy wrote half of the salary cap. Everybody <laughs> should be questioning. But yeah, so congratulations to the Columbus crew. Um, you know, this is okay. Here's a question that crossed my mind, kind of yeah. during this playoff run. Columbus ditched Zellerion, former MLS Cup MVP. Uh, yeah, like talismanic attacking creator yeah halfway through the season they dump him they get rossi i cannot think of another team who made such a big roster change in the summer and won mls cup that year uh not subtraction not subtraction no i mean who's the sounders of Ruben? yeah i mean they they added ladero right uh the day after they fired siggy schmidt um you but know, he's just but he's just a, he was just an addition, not like a yeah, you're right. Yeah, there wasn't a huge sub- subtraction. That's fair. That, like actually like cut their top player in the middle of the year and it wound up working really well. Like that's I can't I can't even 
like I it it doesn't even cross my mind who yeah like who who would be similar to that so well it's if not it... it's it's not something you generally do if you're in a position where you think you're gonna win a trophy is you don't you know if you're in win now mode you're not usually moving on from your talismanic number 10 who's still no, very no. much a decent player um but it was the right call and you know yeah it's just an amazing season like a great story for them i'm i'm very impressed with what they managed to put together there at the end of the year that was really cool and now they lose Gressel to free agency. And... and now they lose Gressel to free agency. The Gressel sweepstakes begin. Perhaps a New England revolution, man. We'll find out. We'll see. That's what, you, what do you think? What, what is Gressel at this point in time? What it, like, he, it, it seems like what he wants to play and what teams want to play him are two different. Uh, like, like we, I know what, what we have on him... tat. This is what makes him really good. He can he can do it. He can play on the wing. He can play as a wing back. Can he... he can play as a fullback. Like he can do well, it. Does he want to though? I don't so, think he wants to, and I don't. I think that that's I mean, the that's, problem, right? It's not up to him. I'm the coach. I, I awesome. think that that is somewhat overblown. Uh, <laughs> like the 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 rub when he was leaving Atlanta was like he doesn't want to play fullback anymore. He wants to play midfielder as a winger. So he goes to DC, where he like splits his time pretty evenly. Then he goes to Vancouver, where he splits splits his time pretty evenly, and then he goes to Columbus, where he only plays wing back. Um. The two rumored teams are the Revs and Miami are seemingly the two who are top. I think Cincinnati is a really interesting destination, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, he's just a good player. Like, you you can – to me, he's, like, one of those where he's – if you're playing a back three, he's definitely a wing back for you. If you're playing a four and, like, you have three midfielders, maybe he's one of those. Maybe he's sometimes right back, sometimes midfielder. I also think he's probably at an age where he's like, I just want to win and get paid, and I don't really care. Yeah. Um, especially when you go through that playoff run and you don't play most of the games. Uh, yeah. Who knows how that colors things? Yeah. yeah. I think Cincinnati would be ideal for him, but yeah, I don't know if they can they can work that out. So, I guess Miles is going going to Europe. I guess that's the deal with him. Seems like it. That's the the report. Or he's going to get a DP deal in Atlanta, which I just don't see happening. Yeah, I don't think Atlanta's going to do that. If if Atlanta lose him for nothing, that is such an L. Yeah. But that's that's like you are better off signing him to a DP deal and saying we will work with you right now to find a sale because you're you. like you cannot lose that talent caliber <laughs> player for yeah. nothing. You're throwing down, you know, probably at least ten million. So. I, I, I could see I could see Garth Lagerway definitely doing that. I could definitely see him saying, okay, sign the DP deal. We're going to pay you now. And we're going to find you somebody to go to in June. Like start of the window, we're going to have you set up. Because even if he doesn't play the beginning of the season, like what you just, Ian, you just said it, right? They're losing so much money. $10 million is a huge amount of money in this league still. Fun. And and it's a million and whatever a million of it is gam yeah that's a huge influx to pay whoever you know on your cap to pay and not only that but if you bring in a dp halfway through the year that's half the amount that you've got to pay him towards your cap that actually might work out really well for them and especially with the way garth lagerway likes to do business so just something to think about they gotta afford their nine south american infielders they gotta bring in every year too so i think most of them are out of contract now yeah, I saw like all those guys are, are like, well, Garth is just like popping champagne right now, like going like thank you. 
Yeah, Arthur okay. Arthur Blank is like wiring half of the money saved to his account. It's <laughs> good stuff. So, uh, so before we get too in depth on just kind of a free form, I think we're, Harrison, you had a, a a pitch for us for how to kind of like talk about this off season here and uh, a, a thematic one. Yeah, so like we have the holiday season coming up, and so mm-hmm. the idea was, you know what would we give these teams, right? The idea was simply each of us have some idea of what this team needs. And that doesn't necessarily mean a specific player, but a a specific ideal. I know uh, Kieran and I had a few jokes going around and uh, Ian, you had some thoughts too. So I, we kind of divvied them up, uh, divvied up kind of some regions as far as what we would end up giving these, uh, these teams. And um, you know, just kind of see where what what gifts we would bestow upon them. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's just we'll go we'll go around the horn until we run out. How about that? Around the horn. Around the horn. That's me first, right? Yeah. I, guess I think so. we're all in different orders on everybody's screen. So Harrison, you you can go. Well, I I, I believe uh, you you have us uh, divvied up as far oh, as I did columns, do it alphabet- right? I did. Yes, I did do columns. Yes. Yes. Which is just we get every third team alphabetically, but sure. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, yeah. I, well, so I will say I, I had trouble coming up with Atlanta because Atlanta's kind of the team that uh, has everything. But the one thing that I would give them is is more cap space uh, to, to try to make better decisions. Garth Lagerway still cleaning up that team. And regardless of how many contracts are coming off, um, that's kind of uh, they seem like they perpetually need more salary cap to try to make make amends for the last three or four years of bad decisions and bad contracts. Um, they still have a, a few more that need to come off the, those books. So salary cap is what I would give them. I think that's valid. I think that would help them a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Kieran. Go ahead, go ahead. I had Austin. I had Austin, unless we have other Atlanta thoughts. No, we got a lot of teams to get. Through. Yeah, I figure so, we booked through these. My, my, my Austin Schadenfreude thoughts. Um, I put that they need a DP who's going to do more than Ragoni. Uh, I think that uh, Austin had a really bad year. I think I didn't expect them to be as bad as they were. I think Driussi declined pretty hard, even harder, like, we knew he was running hot on his metrics, but his his underlyings declined as well. And I think a lot of that is just he had no help. So they've already dumped Nick Lima. So I don't know what that's going to do. They traded Kip Keller to Cincinnati today. Um, they desperately need center backs as another option. But I think the big one is like you just need a better DP core than Driussi, Alex Ring, and Emilio Rigoni. Like that just can't be. That can't be what you're getting if you want to be a top team in this league. Yeah. Uh, I had Charlotte FC, Charlotte Football Club from from MLS. Are you hired Dean Smith. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I was going to give them is you know uh stability basically just uh I don't you know I, I think it's a bummer when you kind of come out and you're already changing coaches like this early into your thing and um you know I think that there was a plan kind of in place and I think that just it sort of got off track at some point and so you know whatever happens like uh <clears throat> patience stability like unless this guy is just like unless you just come out and lose like 15 games in a row like just give this guy a year or two you know to get settled and get set and get going 
Um, I'm not sure about the hire. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like an Owen Coyle situation, but um, you know, we'll see. You got to hope for stability and like that. You, you just want to like have a few years where you're not constantly like turning over, especially when you're this new of a franchise. Three coaches in two and a half years. It's not an ideal number of, of coaches. Uh, actually, have some fun insight on this. A friend of mine ran into Dean Smith this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, at he was in New York visiting his cousin. Um, and he seems really excited and yeah. that he, <clears throat> they have some big things planned, apparently. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. Harrison, Harrison, Harrison back around to you. Yeah, I'd give the Chicago fire a trash can so they have a place to put that fire. Um, wow. yeah, that look, they, they continually kind of make head scratching moves, um, that at this point in time, I don't know. There's not much that we can do that they just need to help themselves somewhat. Um, this is this is kind of a situation where every year you just kind of wonder how they're going to squander uh, a situation away. Um, I know they need a DP number nine. I know they need somebody to start um, knocking in some goals. They need some defense. They like literally. There's nothing uh, that they couldn't use right now across the field. Um, I, I think honestly, what they they just need is a little bit. Um, they need more Kevin Minkus is what they need. That's what I oh, think right. they need. A little more K Mink. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what I would do. Um, <laughs> they they are firmly, trash can. They are firmly talent acquisition phase. Just get better everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, FC Cincinnati. Uh, my joke answer is that they need to get a better help subscription for Matt Miazga yeah. so he can uh, talk to somebody about his anger issues. Um, my <laughs> I real... don't think that is, – is that just a joke? That's just a joke? Yeah, I, that could be yeah. like a stocking stuffer. I yeah, I, I think that's sure. legitimately that's a, that, Yeah, that's the stocking stuffer. Better help uh, sponsor this podcast. Um, Great place. My, re- my real answer is that um, they need to figure out what they're doing with Yerson Mascara. Uh, because he was an excellent, excellent center back. And it probably flew under the radar because Miazga had a good year. Um, mm-hmm. But he was just as good, if not better, in my opinion. And they don't own him. Wolves do. So, That's true. Uh, whether they have the scope to to buy him without him becoming a DP, I don't know. Um, whether Wolves are interested in loaning him back again, I don't know. Um, but that is a a big, big, big question mark for me because if they have to replace him, uh, we saw their replacement center backs not great. So uh, your Mascara replacement or return is my my FC Cincinnati gift. We had Mascara above Miazga in our center in our center back uh, rankings, didn't we? At the end of the season, both I of us did. Believe so when we were talking about best 11s, yes. Because I don't think we mentioned Miazga. We mentioned no, Mascara. We, bo- we both thought Miazga was a stats fraud. Yeah. A true fraud. Uh, I had Colorado, the, the Rapids, and I just have a better owner. Like, he's just not going to fix anything until you fix that, unfortunately. Like, there's just a lack of care there. There's just, like... um. It's hard to it's not impossible and they've they've done well in the past, you know, somehow, but like it just feels like it's constantly a losing battle with that organization. And they're always like the poster child of just like the absentee, like neglectful owner. And um, I think it's hard to be to get excited about your team when that's the deal. And so 
it's just something you got to change at some point and either he's got to change or you've got to change him. Um, and uh, I think the the latter is more likely. So uh, it won't happen, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Colorado Rapid fans. But, you know, until that gets fixed, you know, I think the rest of the problems are just kind of, uh, you know, fixing symptoms. Did you see the uh, the Jack Price comments that came out this week? No, I didn't. What did he, he say? He said that the offer the Rapids made him was uh, insulting and disrespectful to return okay. this year, which is always nice to hear from a very long-serving very uh, loyal, loyal player. Yeah, very he made player. some. Uh, he he made some uh, some com- uh, Well, didn't Rubio was the one that made the comment after on Twitter uh, to I the reporter the Ru- or I did liked not see it? The Rubio yeah, th- there was some uh, there was some Twitter comments, and Jack Price liked it. Uh, nice. There's some kerfuffle that that happened after uh, after their uh, end of season uh, convers uh, like com- the GMs have those pressers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, yeah, get it, get it together, Rapids. That's what I'm saying for Christmas. Harrison, you're up. Man, uh, you know what do you give the team that has everything at this point in time? I mean, uh, except for uh, some sort of salary cap mechanic that allows you to keep three quarters of your team, right? Like they, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. And to an extent, I don't think that they want to keep Gressel. I think he was just a nicety to have. I think the big thing that they want to hold on is to, you know, certain pieces of their back line. Uh, Aiden Morris going forward, uh, Yao Yeboah. Uh, Yebo, um, those are those are the pieces that are going to get expensive for them kind of rather quickly. And so I, I think that just having some ability to keep them uh, and keep some of the depth, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Christian Ramirez, who's fantastic i don't i don't i really feel like he was an under the radar move uh coming back from scotland that we kind of talked about briefly at the beginning of the season but i don't think any of us really thought that he would turn out to be such an impact player that he has and and that's just you know more credit uh to that entire coaching staff and and it's amazing um i i do think that they need a, a better defender if i could throw in a stocking stuffer i just give them some actual true defensive depth i don't think that they have like a defense uh, like a defense first uh center back on that team um i feel like all of them are very uh kind of i think uh kirian did you mention that they're more possession oriented i think is what you said um which i think is very apt yes so. yeah uh, the crew the crew next year are going to be very fascinating because Normally, you have teams get ruined by MLS Cup winning bonuses, where it just makes their cap so unsustainable that it is very hard to to come back unless you have a big enough allocation store. But they're losing Gressel, who makes like five hundred k. They're reworking the Nagby deal. Like Nagby's extended for a much lower number than he was on before, reportedly. Um, so, like that's a million dollars in space, and then you add in that the crew perhaps more than any other organization have used mls next pro to fill their first team yeah. um where like patrick Schulte, jason russell Rowe, and mo farsi who are all consistent contributors this year were were crew two capybara guys um and the crew two made the final again this year i think they won this year uh, or they lost the final to austin or something like that but they were they're there or thereabouts so i it's probably wouldn't be super surprising to me if they decided to uh to maybe move on some of the older guys um, and replace with younger, and then that opens space for for roster improvements, especially across the back line. I wouldn't be surprised to see them move on from somebody like Molino. 
uh, because of that and, yeah, and the, find somebody that, that fits more of that style. I mean, I, I think those end of roster guys are like where you see a lot of churn anyways, like Chris, even like Christian Ramirez, like he's 31. He didn't play that much this year. Like he was a super useful off the bench guy, but like then maybe, I don't know, Austin or like we want a striker. Like yeah. hey, Christian Ramirez come or or whatever Seattle. Or, or, or yeah, Min- honestly, Min- Seattle would be a great fit for sure. Him. Or Minnesota or Toronto or Minnesota, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, especially yeah. at thirty-one and kind of indicating the end. Man, Minnesota would be a brilliant last inning spot for somebody like Ramirez. So especially get, with with the whole like he was there before. Yeah, yeah, get it. I mean, he was there to see them come into MLS and everything, and and ironically, really, I don't think they've had a number nine in his quality since he left. Um. So, yeah. uh, DC United. Mm. Uh, they hired Ali McKay. Ali McKay. They hired analytics friend Caleb Shreve, who was formerly uh, a data guy at Nashville and then head of analytics at Orlando as assistant GM. So very nice to see kind of analytics people going into the GM tiers. My gift for them is a coach who will meaningfully engage with that analytics insight and player development. Um, I thought Rooney actually meaningfully quite... engaged. I like you. It. Don't think Rooney was into that? I thought Rooney did a really good job from a player development standpoint. I thought yeah. he has consistently across his coaching career been into playing young players. Um, yeah. And like DC United have played a lot of young players. They've been awful, but they've played like a lot of young players. Uh, I just think like you have a lot of expertise in recruitment in your front office now. Um, please work with them, whoever they end up hiring for this coach, uh, because I think there's actually the scope to do some quite fun things because they do have lots of good young players and they probably have quite a bit of money. And uh, yeah, so coach, listen to the nerds. Um, I have football club Dallas and I want them to once again have, I would give them another Fabian Castillo type. I just feel like they need like a star kind of dude, like like Ferrer's guy, you know. But I mean, like, just an exciting dude, you know what I mean? Like Kuminga's kind of there, like he's kind of an interesting guy on the wing. But I feel like they haven't had like a really like good winger in a long time. Like I, I guess like, Ariola. I mean, you know, I, feel I don't like know. People think Velasco is that. Yeah, but... he's not. I don't think he's going back there. Is he, isn't he going home? No, he 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 tore his knee, so he will definitely be back. Oh, not okay. Playing, yeah. not I thought for a long time. I thought he would just came out saying he was like homesick and he didn't want to. He didn't want to be there anymore. It's very, very. I did not see this. It's yeah. possible, but he I did blow know. his knee out at the end of the year. He did. I recall that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Just uh. He, just... he also sucked. He was like our the worst winger by G plus per ninety six in all of MLS. I think, or maybe second worst. Yeah. Uh. Maybe you could actually get Fabian Castillo. I don't even know where that guy is these days. <laughs> in the end, Liga MX. Le- Le- yeah, I was gonna say Le- Liga MX. He's... I'm gonna, do we want to take a bet on where he plays? I'm going to say he plays for Atlas. Uh, uh, I would concur with that. That was actually where I was leaning. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I'll guess Caritaro. He is, he is back in Colombia playing for Colo Colo. No, he's in. Oh, sorry, he's in Chile playing for Colo Colo. Colo Colo with uh, what's his face from? Um... Hold on. How old do you think Fabian Castillo is? Uh, thirty-two. Oh. How old do you think Harrison? Thirty. I would have guessed like 36 and he's 31. So 31. That was surprising only to me, I guess. Uh, I, I, I just remember him being super young when he was in this league. And so I feel like, yeah, he's, yeah, he should be much older than what he is, being that he started so young. You know who he is? Uh... Oh, never mind. 
Uh, I thought Camilla went to Colo Colo. Maybe he came from there. Camilla went to Caratero. Caratero. That's, uh, yeah, that's, I think, where that guest came from. Okay. All right. Anyway, get, go get Fabian, uh, get Fabian Castillo back. And it, he was really fun to watch. And I think Dallas fans could, could enjoy having a star dude on the wing. I concur. Yeah. Harrison, who you got? Who's next? Houston. Uh, and nice. for them, I, I'm, I'm giving a nice bottle of scotch to them. Uh, because that that's coaching staff absolutely deserves uh, to to take a second and just applaud themselves. Ben Olsen has been uh, like, honestly, um, I think that we all know he wanted to play a better style of ball. And it was so nice to see that he succeeded in doing that. Um, you know, uh, I think realistically, they need somebody that's going to take the shot. Um, I don't think they have that. Uh, they have a lot of guys. They have a, some a really nice uh, network uh, that helps move that ball around. Uh, it, they can play a possession style. They can play a little kind of counter uh, counter attack, but I don't feel like they have one guy that's like, okay, you know what? We're going to get him to the point. Uh, he's the point of attack. Uh, you know, Corey Baird's fine. Um, I believe, is he out of contract? I think he's out of contract. He is he, a free he's agent. Gone. Yeah. He's a free agent. So I, I believe the, the noises in the media have been that he will not be returning to Houston. Yeah, I, and that's not surprising, right? Like, I think that they're, I think what they're needing is something a little bit different than what he brings. I think that he's, he has the ability to stretch the field to a point, but I don't think that he's necessarily really w that guy that's going to take the shots, right? I don't feel like they, he's shown that in the past. He doesn't show that propensity. And that's what I think they're missing right now is they're just missing someone to, to kind of be that last shot taker in that uh, possession buildup. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah. I, I think he's in a big room to upgrade in the, in the front three. I think Leo is really interesting, but maybe not like the guy. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think that he definitely has the ability to to contribute in mar multiple stages uh, of the game. He's more um, of like a transition it, guy, right? So it's yeah. But this is so. This is the thing that I think is really weird about Houston to think about is like all year kind of prepping. Like I think a lot of us in the stats community were like, "Oh, Houston might be sneaky good." Like Hector Herrera is really good. They've got like they're gonna play a good way for a low talent team, like whatever, and they surpass those expectations. But somewhere along the way, Houston stopped being like a hey, we four four two mid block counter to like they kept the ball a lot in the playoffs. And I think it like kind of flew under the radar, like Artur, Hector Herrera, and like the the axis of Bossy and Karaskia as like eight winger where like one is wide, one is inside, and they kind of flip flop. Yeah. Is one of the best midfields in the league. Like Artur, yes. Artur and Hector Herrera both were like top ten center midfielders by Q plus this year. By uh, and Hector Herrera's first by a lot. Yeah, and so, Karski is legit good. Um, yeah, he's he's <laughs> that boy nice. I don't think I don't know he's going to be back. I don't. I think he's. I think that they have. You know, he's got cast his eyes across the sea, and I think there are teams interested. And I would not be surprised by that. I wonder if some of that, uh, what we saw Houston do. I think that they're. I mean, I don't know. I, I my my take on I think they were kind of forced into that a lot. I think a lot of teams thought that was the way to beat Houston. Was to give them the ball. Yeah. And uh it's worked work? in the past, but it did not work this time. So good job, Houston. 
Um, who have I got? SKC. Uh, I'll keep this one short. Take backsies on the Alan Polito contract. That thing is aging like sour milk. You got your wonderful win against St. Louis. Good for you. He is not going to be good next year. Have fun. Uh, I have the Los Angeles Galaxy, and I am going to gift them an entire scouting department. <laughs> Just an entire scouting apparatus. Uh, they have no idea how to do it uh, beyond sorting by uh, overall talent on FIFA uh, 17. and World, like, world, world reputation on Football Manager. Yeah, our world reputation on Football Manager. They have no idea what they're doing in that department. Um, occasionally, they find someone that, that wants to come that's like a, a a lights out no no chance of missing guy um but it, it it's not the same place it was and uh, they are they are fading fast right now into oblivion especially greg, with lafc greg vanny in the last year of his contract with no extension signed yeah, and, and has been booted out of the gm title with uh will Kunz is now in charge they don't know how to replace people like that they need just a whole new apparatus good luck with that guys All right, Harrison, what you got? Well, LAFC is kind of at a moment of transition, right? So Carlos Vela, um, he may be back. He probably won't. Um, I, I think that this is obviously a team in transition in terms of what, they, uh, what they're trying to do. You obviously already have your number nine. You have your guy that's going to score your goals. And whether that's actually he stays at number nine or he floats out wide, regardless of what that is, he's the guy that's going to get to the uh, other end and get into the box and score the goals. You you have take the shots. You have that. All right. Bwonga is excellent. There's too much like trees been murdered on that. Let's move on. Um, they need a ball winner. They need somebody. They they're going to change styles again this year. And I don't know if that's a, a ball winner in defense in the midfield. I think that there's a couple different ways that you could probably go about it. They have holes in both of those areas that they can probably uh, backfill. Um, but that's what they're going to need to do. They need to figure out what they're stylistically they're going to change into next year. And they need to take the opportunity to find that ball winner, that that difference maker um, that can help them transition and get the ball uh, forward to Bolonga. So that's what I would give them. Yeah. Nice. Inter-Miami, uh, a new collective bargaining agreement with no salary cap. Yeah, <laughs> um, and their stocking their stocking stuffer is a personal doctor for Luis Suarez and his inability to walk. Apparently, that was heartbreaking to read. I I was just like, wow. so I, I don't got, know I how never, real this is. I never know because every time I see those like Radio South America <laughs> things, I'm like, there's like a sixty percent chance that's just made up, and no one's gonna do this. <laughs> so, so for those unaware, Luis Suarez gave an interview in Brazil. Yeah saying like i take four pills a day to train i can't play with my kids because my knees are sore i can't walk so i'm always limping in games and like this may be true the guy has played forever and has always been very fit so he's played loads of games yeah at the same time this guy has been trying to get out of his gremio deal without paying a buyout clause for like a year and a half yeah. and i think this is just him being like look it's best just let me go just let me go please but yeah miami miami have like legitimate holes in their squad to to replace i think they played when we kind of project out the league's cup numbers they played like one of the best teams in the league but not the best team in the league 
um, and they couldn't overcome that 12 point gap. It wasn't, they weren't good enough to, to make up 12 points in 12 games. So um, yeah, we'll see what that looks like. They have holes to fill. They need money to fill them. Um, I'll be very curious to see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I have Minnesota here and um, yeah, it's the same kind of deal with Charlotte. Basically like you just got to get this coaching guy, right? Um, they kept you know, the I, interim. Well, but as an interim, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's gonna go through, I guess, the first part of the season, and then they're gonna reevaluate. Now, a lot of ch- situations like this, you know, you just keep the interim. Like if he's doing well, um, and that can that can that can bite you too if you're not careful. If you kind of like overread into a small sample size and think you got your guy, and then sign to a three year deal, and uh, whoops, turns out he wasn't that guy. Um, but yeah, uh, it's they're kind of the opposite of Charlotte in a weird way, where they've had this coach that I think a lot of people would have fired a lot of times um, over his tenure, um, myself included, uh, but they stuck with him. It's been nothing but stability in that sense, um, even if it wasn't the best stability. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, just I would I would give them a, a blessing for picking that next guy. And if that's going to be uh, Sean McCauley, that's going to be Sean McCauley, but I, I, I doubt it. All right. Well, I have the mighty, mighty uh, Montreal. Um, and Traded Aaron Herrera for Ruan and money, but for Ruan. For Ruan. After, uh, like, after cutting ZBG, I don't understand. Whatever. You, you're, no, it's great because you're just, you're, you're making my points for me. Um, I, I don't really have to make too many more. Um, I would just give them a different decision maker. Like I, I would go out and I would, I would instantly pluck, uh, about 20 different people uh, from the rest of this league. Mm-hmm. Like it, it blows my mind. This league has I, I, Sean Steffen said it in Slack. This league is a bunch of uh, like old man club uh, type vibes. Um, and yet Montreal uses none of them. Uh, I guess I guess they got the Frank Klopas uh, hat. So I mean, I suppose that's that's they yeah, they have Klo- that Klo- one. Klo- Klopas was there when they were in USL, so like that's that connection. Yeah, but like, but... but like the 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 problem with Montreal, the reason Montreal are like feel so different from the rest of the league is like Montreal are the most unabashed team in the league for we are here to make our own our money. Like there are right. other te- there are other teams in the league who are cheap. Like Colorado are cheap, but they're not profitable. Like like um, what's his name? Kroenke doesn't care about making money. He just doesn't want to lose a lot of money, and he's happy to reap the rewards of asset growth through the Colorado Rapids. Right. There are other cheap teams in the league. Montreal are on like a whole different plane of cheap, like to the point that they're the only thing is make profit. That's the only thing they care about. They had legitimately a team good enough to win MLS Cup. Like if we think about Colorado Rapids, for sure. Sorry, Columbus Crew and Montreal last year. Last year's Montreal team played the exact same way that Columbus played this year and were way better. Way better. And they get shit housed on the stupid single elimination format. They get super unlucky and lose to New York City in a game that they crank them. It was like 4 1 on XG and they lose 2 1. 100%. And that team could win MLS Cup. And they take that team and they go sell, trade, sell, trade, save money, make me rich so I can sell more milk. Joey Saputo, like honestly, that's what I yeah. I, Joey Saputo just basically needs a gag order, and he I like am, I, I am co-opting your gift, and I'm taking Ian's gift and saying new owner for Montreal. 
I, like no, because Saputo it's not spending. Saputo sp- spends money on this team, though. He doesn't. He does. Though. He doesn't though. Mm. Like they don't spend transfer fees. They don't. Who their highest earner? They have like three tan That's level fees. They like they they uh, they wouldn't even pay to extend Wilfred Nancy, who is the best coach in the league, because he wouldn't let Saputo come into the locker room to yell at his players after they lost a game they deserve to win. Like. Everything in that organization is stroking Saputo's ego and banking out. And there is nothing that organization will ever do to succeed until they get rid of the cancer of a man that he is. I just said gag order for Joey Saputo. That's what that's what I had said. Good. But sure. yeah. okay, that's a I accept your gift. That's a great gift. Sorry, <laughs> I accept your gift. Sorry, I, it, yes. no, it, re- it really frustrates. You're right. You everything you said are is one hundred percent spot on. And I'm so glad you mentioned the the four one on XG last year uh, to NYC because honestly, you're absolutely right. Wilford Nancy should be coaching Montreal still. Should one hundred percent. We were I we I had a little viewing party for uh, MLS Cup at the house, and you know we always have people that don't watch a lot of soccer, and they're like, "Oh, is he French?" And, and I was like, "Well, let me tell you about how he should still be coaching in Montreal for like the next twenty minutes of this game." And yeah, he should be. He that's that's where he. His DNA is that club, and it feels so wrong. Like, I am super happy that he won it. He deserves it. He deserves everything. But everybody should also be pointing back at Montreal and being like, how could you do this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nashville, short and sweet. Any sort of attacking ideas, please yeah. do anything to score goals. Yeah. Your playoffs were so painful watching you like at one point losing to orlando nashville went to a back two with walker zimmerman as a striker to pass the ball wide and cross it into the box because they could not reliably generate pressure on the goal and orlando went to a back five and nashville did not cross half so uh that's my that's my gift Please think about attacking in any way, shape, or form. Man, that guy they brought in, that English striker. Sam Surge. He was so good for like three games, and then he was terrible after that. Yeah, just didn't work out. Uh, I have the New England uh, Revolution, and I've kind of copped out on this one uh, and just said, like, this would be a good time, I think, to give them that new brand that everyone's been wanting, like that new like identity um like a, a high level kind of change you know bruce arena's gone um who, who think... is reinstated today <laughs> yeah it's not and I we still whatever. don't publicly know what he did we still don't quite know what that one is uh yeah i don't know i think it's like a new identity um fan excitement again things like that there's just the same sort of it's not that they haven't spent they're a weird team they've had some success they've they've put together good squads they've got good players um but it's just never all quite come together. And it feels like whatever window they were kind of had open is probably shutting. Uh, you know, I think they had a negative XGD this year, just barely. Like, it just wasn't it, – it's on the way down. So, um, yeah, that, that's all there is to that. It, it It's a lot of changes. I don't think one stocking is going to fix it. And their their, their best player now is, like, an 18-year-old. Like, yeah. Noel, Noel Buck is probably their best player other than yeah. Carlos Eel. So it's yeah. – might, it might be time. Might be time. I have the New York Red Bulls and 
quite simply, like sign another impact level player, uh, like a real impact level player. Um, I don't really? care if that's that's in the attack. I don't care if it's if it's another Tyler Adams, like develop something. That's what they're missing. Like they they are missing somebody that just they they are so vanilla at times. They're so boring. That's really weird to say. This the Red Bulls haven't been the Red Bulls for like three years. And I just would like to have some reason to tune in and watch those games uh from time to time. Uh yeah. That's they, uh... that's what I'm saying. They hired Sandra Schwartz today. As their I saw that. Kind of middling Bundesliga manager. Yeah, uh, from uh, uh, Berlin, right? I believe that was the last club he managed. Which um, I believe that he like basically managed them into the ground. Is that the is that the the conversation I hear? Uh, yeah, I think Jurgen Klinsmann was also their director of football, who like made some questionable roster decisions. So maybe not that's, all on him. That's that's a person to hire. Um, I, I think I think the 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 ultimate wow. That, the, the how good he must be ball. interviewing for jobs right like he must just oh, yeah. like have some just kick-ass presentations like he's got a guy that makes some powerpoints or something i'm gonna tell a story i'm gonna tell Jurgen klinsman's story tell you Jurgen klinsman was hired in 2007 2008 to come in and oversee toronto fc's academy development maybe a little bit later than that. it might have been like 2011 2012 and mm-hmm. he, he came in to oversee Toronto C's Academy development because they were like, look, we think we have all this talent in the GTA and we're not producing any players other than like Daniel Henry. And he came in for like a week or 10 days to come and watch training sessions and, and come up with all these things they can do better. And at the end of the 10 days where they've paid him like tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to oversee these processes. His recommendation was, I think you should fire your academy director and hire my good friend. And that was it. And they hired his friend and he was did not last very long at the club as well. So Jurgen Klinsmann, excellent interviewer. And must be. Yeah. Uh <laughs> That's that's bonkers. Uh, the Red Bull really. I, I want to talk about this first, even though we're. I don't want to take too long on one team, but the Red it's Bull. Okay. Is, it's, it's the season finale. We're gonna go a little long. Maybe. The the Red the Red Bull are so funny because it, what what you're saying is absolutely true, right? Like they need impact players. They need more talent. They need all these things. They need something to like give them spark. And then you look and you're like, over the last, they've made the playoffs a hundred years in a row. And they're always like a top eight team in XGD, and G plus always likes them. And I think the thing that it, it, that always comes down to me is like we talk about Moneyball a lot. Is like the Red Bull are the age, like yeah, they no, have they have yeah. junk. Like there are players on the Red Bull, and I'm like I just would not trade for you for my team. I don't think you're good, but they play in such a way, and they're cohesive enough as an org that like. They're just good enough, but they're never good enough to really do anything. And I think this is where, like, if I was a fan of the Red Bulls, like, this is where one of those things, like, great. Like, I'm glad that we win 50% of our games and we finish sixth in the East. 54%, sir. 54%. Great, great. I'm actually, I'm surprised it's that close. But, like, we come sixth in the East every single year. Like, great. I'm super happy with that. 
But like, that's not really rewarding as a fan. And it's not really rewarding, like, there's nowhere to go from there. Yeah. Right? It's like, you you have to, at least if you're worse than that, but you're building, like, maybe you can feel something more about it. I don't know. But I just think it's one of those things where, like, they just need so much more talent. And I don't know if Red Bull Global wants to put the money in to get more talent or what the deal is. They're supposedly signing Emil Forsberg, who I think is, like, a little bit older, but will cook in MLS. Yeah, he will cook. <laughs> but, but I, but I just don't. I don't know. Like, does that really move the needle? They still they traded Tom Barlow. They, I don't know if like Manuel hey, is the they nine. got they got someone to give them something for Tom Barlow. They've consistently sold well on trades. Yeah. I don't think Brian White was maybe in hindsight not a great move, but like, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I don't know what they're doing. They'll they'll. I bet you. They'll make playoffs again next year, and they'll finish seventh next year, and everything will be the same with a new coach, new players. Everything will be the same. I feel like, not to belabor the Red Bulls more than we need to talk about them. This is a little more, I guess. But I feel like by bringing in, and I get why it happened, and it's not anyone's fault, but I feel like with NYCFC coming in, it kind of just put a cap on the Red Bulls in a, a way, didn't it? Like. They were never like growing, but like, where are they going to grow to? They're not going to become bigger than the Manchester City team, right? Like, it's in the city that's kind of in that. Like, now they're just kind of like the New Jersey team. So it, it's hard to see where that that organization is really going to like spread to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind but, of an awkward. I feel like they're kind of capped now. I think it kind of just yeah. Especially when when NYCFC have a stadium in um, yeah. in the city, which is actually a perfect segue. Uh, because my team is NYCFC. Beautiful. And my gift for them is a New York mayor who will grease stadium wheels for Pigeon Ooh. Point. Ooh. Um, because I think... Pigeon is, Point! I believe that's what the fans are colloquially calling mm. the stadium. That's amazing. Um, because I think that is going to be a tremendous accelerator for that team. Because they have played some delightful soccer over the past decade, and or eight years or seven years, whatever they've been in, and it's wasted in that eyesore that is yankee stadium so i think them having like a legit home is going to be super super cool for that team yeah game changer for them uh i have orlando city um i wrote that they kind of well i would just get them a new fullback to kind of pair like santos was a pretty reliable guy for them but over on the other side you know they had that icelandic guy dagger dan um what is that yeah yeah, his name it's Dagger Dagger Dan, Dagger Dan Thorhalsen. Oh my god. Um, you know, D A G G U R, I think, but you know, it's Dagger Dan. Like I Yeah, Dagger Dan. Is that <laughs> one word or is it like Dagger middle name Dan? It's Dagger middle name Dan Thorhalsen. Incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, but he was just kind of okay at being a fullback. And uh I don't know. That just seemed like kind of one of their weak weak spots to me, like a place where they I kind of switch between him and Smith, and um, I think they have a good team. I, I like I, I think they got a good team <laughs> that they're building there, and like I, I think that's just one of the spots I'd, I'd fill in first for them this holiday season. Is it background to me already? It mm -hmm. is. Philadelphia, I would give them some way to possibly keep Medoya. Um, look, Philadelphia is one of those things about like. Uh, they have a great tradition in that city of keeping players that I feel um, like deserve to be Philly guys, you know, and, and Bedoya kind of 
embodies a lot of Philadelphia. And I don't know. I just, I feel like if he moves on for one or two years to, to finish his career elsewhere, um, it's going to be sad. I really hope they find a way to keep him around. I think it would be great to see him spend the last couple of years. That, that's my sentimental uh, move for, uh, for all the gifts. I thought it was very cool to see uh, him awarded with the like community impact. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I, I, I thought yeah. that was good. Especially like, like that has been a known position of his. Like I remember, I think he scored against TFC. I think it was TFC. He grabbed, yes, grabbed, yes. He grabbed the mic and was like, mm-hmm. uh, "Gun yeah. control laws now." After the shooting, yeah. Um, and then for him to do more of that in the Philly community yeah. is very cool, and we will always stand people like that. We love we love Smelly Bedoya around here for sure. We absolutely, do. he's still a really good player too. Anyways, yeah. Absolutely. For uh, for thirty eight, I hope I can. I I hope you know I can continue to age like that. 36 turning oh 36 yeah he's okay yeah okay but he's uh he's a very talented player um portland a new owner sell the team merit you expletive uh he sold the thorns or is in the process of selling the thorns to uh, a lady whose name i cannot remember from peregrine sports group please sell timbers as well and leave the sport alone forever. Can I can I add to this one? Yeah. I had I have some, I was just gonna say I want to give them a clue, just a clue, just a clue. Like I don't know if he's purposefully like. We haven't talked about Phil Neville yet. Okay. I don't know if Phil Neville. I don't know if Phil Neville's a great guy now. I don't know if he's a wonderful man that has like seen the error of his ways in the past and has truly changed and become a great. Man. I don't know. But I know that when I'm hiring head coach for the team that's gone through what it's gone through over the past couple of years with the problems they've had and you pick him and he's not even good at coaching soccer get a clue just get a clue what are you doing like i don't know if he's 100 i don't know if he's purposefully like antagonizing his fans at this point it like, feels he has like to it. Know, he has to know who his fan base is and how they're going to react to that like i know it was 10 years ago on twitter or whatever you you got to know your fans care about that a lot like a whole whole lot it's so wild to me. Just get a clue. I'll give him a clue for Christmas, but also sell the team and get out of the sport. <laughs> clue. I like it. Yeah, I, I just can't believe, like, I can believe it because that's kind of what sports, as Harrison mentioned before, it is a little bit of an old boys club in terms of ownership and and management of these teams. But um, And I hope for, for the Timbers that Phil Neville is, I don't know, possible. Uh, because I think the league is a better place when Portland are a good team. Like, I think it's fun when Portland are good and Seattle are good and Vancouver are good. Like, I think it's actually very, very entertaining. Um, But, yeah, yeah. just please don't. Uh, I have RSL. And I am just handing them a stocking. And in that stocking is just squad players. It's just depth. It's, like <laughs> it's, uh, it's like when you when you start ultimate team and you get the pack with like yeah, eight, 18 yeah. players to bolt on your bench him. yeah i'm just gonna give them a starter pack of depth and just be like Here you, <laughs> you guys need this more than anyone else have this uh i think they're a good team i think they, they're building like a, a good pieces i think uh ultimately their their, their bench their depth kind of lets them down a lot throughout a, a long season and uh, i just like to see their depth chart and enhance a little bit and i would just yeah give them a starter pack of players just some nameless silvers. 
how do you how do you feel about uh how do you feel about the fact that Jason Christ is now their GM or something? Some some administrative role? He's something, right? Like why no one really I, knows I what he is. I think yeah, he's I like think. Di director of strategic projects and something else. And in his duties description, it's like helping players with immigration. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, you know, you need immigration law, you call Jason Christ. They got the right guy for that job. Obviously. Uh, no, I'm Very sure qualified. Mean, I'm sure they just mean like cultural transition, like living, like Yeah. But whatever. It's Again, great. Jason Christ helps you settle in if I was an Argentinian movie. Maybe he's good at it. I, I don't know. I don't know if Jason Christ is good at like showing you around Salt Lake. Maybe he yeah, is. Maybe he's great. <laughs> he shows them all the good Asada spots. I don't want to I don't want to defend this this organization because they've been a masterstroke of dysfunction covered up by the fact that the Portland Timbers are way worse. But they needed somebody to come in that has some past connection to past success and has that it's not a mess on the the personal side of for for all his struggles in MLS, he's probably he seems like he's been a fine person. And honestly, I feel like a fine person gets you a long way right now in Utah because there's they've just been They've been a since, mess since since Blitzer and that group whose name I forget that includes Daryl Morey and a few other people. Since that group has bought the team, it has been much better. Like we haven't heard anything since the the old okay one, since since what's his name Delroy Hansen was forced to sell the team. But so still, since that, since that happened, things have been like publicly, at least as far as I understand, fine. Unless I'm missing a big story. No, I, I think it's getting better, but uh, Hamasan Alave should, should be a head coach. There's no reason why he should not be the head coach of RSL. There's no reason why yeah, there's so, a lot of structural issues within that. We go down, but I can totally, I can totally believe the Alave thing. I think the thing that I will always say with assistants who get trapped is like publicly, we don't know. Right, like we have said, we've talked about this with Pab Modu Ka that's, before. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Where we're like, Ka has had all this experience. He had coached at Pacific. He's had a couple of next pro jobs. He's an assistant at Charlotte now. And it's like, hey, why isn't this guy getting head coaching jobs? And then you hear like whispers that actually his tenure in Dallas was like really bad, and like he did not mesh well with younger players. So like, we just never know until you're in these rooms with assistants. You never know. Like I yeah. am, I am like emphatically against hiring assistants at all. I would never do it as an organization. I would never hire someone with no head coaching experience because you just don't know. And yes, there's great upside, but I just don't think, I don't think you know. But yes, I think Hamzat Alabi should be getting interviews, and somebody should take the risk, just not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, my team. I've got Seattle. Do you guys want to know what I have for you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a big red button that says veto and I'm going to give it to one of you. And okay. when, and when the Seattle Sounders announced that we are signing Pedro de la Vega, a winger with no history of scoring goals and no history of creating goals in any great volume, one of you is going to press it. Yeah. And that's my gift to the Seattle Sounders. I think that what they're trying to do is right. I think they need an attacker who's like going to help them. And if I was giving them a real gift, that's what I would do. But I just really, really hate this name as a fit. Um, so yeah. I think they should not do it. You never know, though. Like You absolutely do not know. That like is sometimes these guys that look like just 
you know, like low tier dudes in these South American leagues can come to MLS and just light it up. And I just don't know. Like no one would have thought Kucha Hernandez was going to be who he is. You know, you never know switching leagues. Like it, you know, obviously that's a different situation. But like, I don't know enough about this guy. I they've done really well at signing players in the past, but then they got this Leo Chu guy, and this feels like another Leo Chu thing. And I don't want another Leo Chu situation. And uh, so yeah, I'm a little bit worried about where that's going. But I I. I don't know, though. Who knows? Uh, you just said it. Everything you just said, double for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my last team I have is St. Louis. Ooh, Here's what I'm giving spicy. St. Louis. I wish for you this holiday season, St. Louis, that a cushion, like a nice soft pillow. Oh, here we go. I like where this is going. It's a kind of kind of hit some of that i don't want you to have an austin like rubber band snap back to the mean i don't want that for you i want you to like slowly kind of fall you're not going to do what you did again you're not going to win the west on you know in regular season it's not going to happen he says hopefully um, <laughs> uh yeah i just like a cushioned a cushioned blow back to the mean like uh they they built a lot of momentum as an organization they got great stuff going on there with their fan base and selling out that stadium and uh, excitement and um that's great for the league it's great for the sport all that i love that um so uh, hopefully they don't go through what austin did and just get that harsh snap back and you know maybe you know re regress them mean a little bit but do a little softer a softer regression to the mean so a nice pillow to cushion that that fall or to to or like a some some shelter to hide from the other the other shoe dropping or whatever metaphor you want to use yeah they have a much less uh insufferable than than yes uh, often yes yes all right so i kind of have two uh because uh we just skipped san jose and i just realized that um so i'm gonna do san jose and then we're gonna do toronto um how did that happen I, man, it happens. It's first of all, it's San Jose. You forgetting San Jose? <laughs> if, it was, if it was gonna happen, probably, team, was like if there was, happen. yeah, it was either them or Montreal. Who, who did who did we forget in previous one year? Was it RSL? I don't. I would have forgotten RSL. There was there was one year that we forgot a team in previews, and somebody like all the teams came out, and they were like, "Hey, when is this team coming?" Oh, we you know like, what? It might have been. And we were like, "Oh, I don't know. I think it was RSL." That that might have been okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, ironically, uh, I I said I would just give them away. Uh, I would give them an investor. I feel like everything is there. I feel like they have a decent coach. I feel like they have a great front office. I feel like they have some really smart analytical people that are in there that are being listened to. That have uh that have a little bit. I I just feel like they need an influx of cash to make one or two uh, big bumps on that roster. And I think they're an MLS contender. I think they have a lot of, I think they have a lot of pieces there that are really good. I think they just need one or two influxes. Uh, and that's all I can say is influxes. So investor is kind of what I, what I put for them. Cause I, I feel like that's, it's really all they need right now. I feel like all the pieces are there. They just need like give them $10 million and, and say, Hey, go crazy and i think they come away with a couple of really big pieces for that team big upgrades i'll be i'm very curious to see like just with a little bit of time because like daniel's sick espinoza is really good 
I think Natan, the center back, Nathan, is is really mm-hmm. good, but was injured for the whole year. Yeah. Like which by the way, they did an awesome job just like basically scrambling at the last second, right? Yeah. You yeah. get Jonathan Mensa. Yeah, Yule is is like a solid MLS contributor. Like I just think they're they're decent and like they have good. Jibo Bose. Yeah, yeah, Jibo's great. Like I think they have just a really good spine and like a very good baseline. And I think just like a little bit of time, like how they did it, they were like coached competently this year and like the ridiculous like Almeida stuff. And just give them time. I think they'll like I would be if you made me pick my playoffs today, I'd probably have them in in the West. Uh, for Toronto, uh, I would give them the opposite of the veto button. I would basically give them uh, a complete transfer window. Like, do whatever you want. No penalties. Um, just turn over as much of that roster as possible. And n- n- we'll, we'll call it fair game. Like, there's nothing lost. You know, no contracts still. Just freaking blow that crap up because that's what needs to happen right now. I, I have never uh, I have been following TFC like seriously since like 2014 2013 um, I was like in high school before that but that was like when I started going to games all the time and like talking to people uh, there is no off season that I have been less aware or sure or confident of like what is going to happen yeah. Where like I think <laughs> like we've had some terrible seasons since then, but it was always like fairly clear, like, okay, this is what the club is targeting, and like these are the avenues they have for improvement. Like going into this year, the only things I'm really aware of for TC are like they have the number one overall pick. There are the draft rules are changed, so you can draft sophomores. TFC have historically been very reticent to draft players over 21. Um and they have that. They have a lot of salary still on the books that they don't particularly want. They've got the return of Io Akinola, who now complicates their books even further. I just, I, I don't really know. They've got a new GM and and Jason Hernandez. They've got a new coach who gave a very interesting interview this week about uh, a lot of things with Canada soccer that I encourage people to read. Um, yeah, that team needs a lot of change to be competitive. I don't know if it's going to come, but we we will see. Uh, Last up, Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, HR mandated media training for the entire playing and coaching staff. You cannot say those things, even if you are joking. Yep. Um, No such thing as joking in this. And when you say those things, it's it's, uh, just not... And and I will say uh, that it is not just what he said in the press conference. That if you ask around, there are people who know um, there were things. What he said in the tunnel. In the tunnel that were also not okay. Um, so Vanny Sartini can enjoy his six game ban, seven game ban, whatever it is, um, and come back with some HR training modules. Yeah. That's it. That's that's, that's it. Christmas, that's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Eid for all the teams. All the teams. We nailed it. Uh, you you have trivia for us? I do. I have an MLS Cup trivia bonanza to wrap up the year. Okay. The last season, one. The season finale of trivia. Before I start this, I will say that uh, we have been very good. We did a lot of episodes this year. And the trivia has been very fun. And the fans 
fans keep shooting me messages with trivia questions and saying things you like because the show's coming back next year. Bigger, better, more trivia. I don't know more about trivia that, but we have yeah, more trivia, two sets of trivia every day. <laughs> at the beginning and the end we're going to start with trivia we're going to end with trivia uh anyways we've got trivia six questions um they're all about mls cup not this one well maybe this one but all mls cups um i'm just gonna pick because i don't know who won harrison you're going first I, I i think i did win last time like i know most of the time i'm like i don't know if i i uh, yeah. i freaking owned that last one i think you did i think you did so go ahead harrison owned but uh, 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 four. Yeah, look, okay, it's trivia. All right, let me have this. Maybe I need this in my life, Ian. It's just like it's kind of smashing. Hey, hey, but... hey, 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 hey! You know, don't take this away from me. All right, you you're really like, good. You, you make look at like look at like the underlying. I'm, I'm just speaking. Like... Speaking of taking things away, if we take out the G plus earned for the handball penalty, mm-hmm. who led the match in raw G plus the MLS Cup final? That is. Raji plus 2023 MLS Cup final Columbus LAFC. What player? Yeah, what player led the match in Raw G plus? So, I mean, you can read between the lines that once we take out the handball, it's probably not Yaya Boa. Right. I feel like it's. Maybe uh, a Munson. Maybe it's a, it's, it's a very good guess. He had the highest G plus action in the game with that crazy pass. It was like a plus point two five pass or something like that. It was crazy. Uh, that is unfortunately incorrect. I think he was third or fourth. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. I was going on, on what the biggest action I could think of probably was worth. So, Eden, Ian, can, can you steal Moraira? Sorry, Marrera for uh, Columbus. Oh, Marrera, the center back. Yeah. No, no, not him. Oh. No, sorry. I thought you were saying Mario very weirdly because the answer is Jesus Mario. No, uh, it's not. That's who, really oh Maria. yeah. That, oh, that makes that sense. Clearance, he had the that clearance on the line, and he had, yeah. he had the clearance on the line. He had the like interception oh, and then dribble into the box and then assist. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had, he had a terrific game. It was an incredible play. Well, nil to nil. Uh, Ian, you're up one to six, except for number four. Give me two. Okay. Um, the crew came out victorious at their home stadium, Lower.com Field, which is a very strange stadium name. Um, they became the 11th team to win MLS Cup at home. Only four teams have lost at home in MLS Cup. I need you to name two of them. Okay. I can name one of them, definitely. It's Portland. Um, can you give me a year? I'll allow just the team because I didn't say it, but can you give me a year for extra detail? Uh, you're going to make me remember years now. Uh, is 21, 21? That's correct, yeah. yeah. So there's one There's one of the two. Okay. I'm trying to remember all Who's the MLS to lose Cups. MLS Cup oh, at home. Toronto lost in 2016 at home. That is correct. Those are the two that I thought you would get. The other two, New England lost in 2002 at Foxborough, and Columbus lost to Portland in 2015. That's right. That's the other one. Or New England. At the old Columbus Crew Stadium. Stadium. Uh, Two to nil for the Fighting Ian Lambertons. Harrison, you're up. Can you equalize? 
No, probably not. But let's give it a shot. Uh, let's say number six. Wilfred Nancy was the quote-unquote maestro behind Columbus's success as described by just about everyone and especially Giorgio Chiellini. But what position did the maestro play back in 2005 when he was winning <laughs> All-Canadian and RSEQ, which is like the Quebec NCAA conference, MVP in 2005? What position did he play? Do you know this, Ian? Is that why you're laughing? No, it's just a great question. I actually think you played center back. You are spot on. He did play yeah. center back. Yeah, center back. That's he what did. I guess. He, he talked. He did a really cool interview talking about how he was like super slow, so he had to read the game, and that's how he's taught all the Columbus center backs to do stuff. So you were you were wrong, Harrison. You you were correct, and you did equalize. So you were wrong at the same time. Ian, you are up two to two. Question number one, please. Darley Nags, uh, became, Nags. The became the 10th ever player to win at least four MLS Cups. I need you to name any two of the other nine. Gotta be two every time, huh? Yeah. One okay. Four MLS Cups. At least four, so four or more. Landon Donovan. That is correct. He's the leader with six. There are eight others with four or five. Let's say Jaime Moreno. And you would be bang on. He has four. Yeah. Uh, Harrison, can you guys name any others for fun? Any others that pop off to mind? I don't. Yeah. Like, there was this there, weird. You got to remember those beginning DC United teams had some dudes. There, there's most. That's, that, that's funny because you went to Moreno and I was yeah. like, who else at DC could have? Like, Echeverry, I don't think, was there long enough. No. So, so you've got. There's a Seattle connection. He's, uh, I believe, he worked in the front office for a while. Uh, Rezov? Nope. Craig Weibel. Craig Weibel. Oh yeah, he's uh, still Craig, he's, Craig, he's still there. Still Craig, there. Craig Weibel had four. D Row had four. Josh Saunders and Eddie Josh Robinson. Saunders. Eddie Robinson. Yeah, this uh, Houston team. That's and then Todd Donovan, Jeff Agus, and Brian Mullen all had five. There you go. Oh. So four to two. Jeff Agus. That's that that's that's the name that I was looking for right there. There's a name. Four to two, Harrison. Can you pull it back? You have three or five available to you. Three. Question three, a refereeing question that I have verified with MLS ref stats. And thank God I did because the Wikipedia page for it is incorrect. Shocking. Um unacceptable. Armando Villarreal took control of the whistle in this one for the second time. He had his first MLS Cup refereeing assignment in 2021. Only two middle referees, so no linesman, no fourth official, no VAR. Only two referees have done three MLS Cups. Name one of them. Only two. So only two referees have refereed three MLS Cups. Name one of those two gentlemen. Or women, it could be a woman. Uh, I'm. Uh, it's it. Well, I mean, they haven't really had enough female referees in the last, you know, twenty I not, years. I do not think we have had a woman for MLS Cup. No. No. Um, I'm so terrible with referee names. They're, uh, they're, they're big time. I I know they are, and I can think of one of them because one of them's retired, and. Uh, that I'm like 99% positive that's who it is. The bald, white dude. Uh, <laughs> the, the, you know who I'm talking about, Ian, because it's... Yeah, we all know. Yeah, we all know I, I need to see about. if... 
I need uh oh I I know okay sure I know who you're talking about uh but yeah I I I don't know give it to Ian who you got Ian I gave you a description throw, no throw a name out you got a ref you got to throw it. you know a referee names uh, not right now but I I'm blitzed I'm I'm out I have nothing in the cranium. I don't think it is. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a hint here. You are thinking of Alan Chapman. There, that is who I. Yeah, does Alan, Alan Chapman, Alan Chapman not... is not one of them. He's done two, I believe. Oh, um, but he's not one of them. I'm gonna say Kevin Stott. You are spot on. It is Kevin. That's Stott. a really good one. Kevin yeah. Stott and the other is Jair Marufo. Yeah, I was gonna say. Jair. Oh, Mar- I, I wouldn't have guessed. About... I wouldn't have guessed Marufo. Really? Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all those dudes that we think like so. Or just because of like one thing, like those are like the yeah. big guys that have been doing it for. I I know Marufo has like he had a he had a really shaky reputation coming into the league. I yeah. know he over the last what three I want to say four years he's really had, like come on and he's won yeah. awards and stuff. I, I don't yeah I don't yeah. I'm not like a great judge of refs, but I don't have any. I have like beef with certain refs, and and yeah, Marufo is not one of them. Uh, I thought you were talking about Ted Uncle, who I don't think has actually gotten an MLS Cup final yet, but. Yeah, I, I would have guessed Ted Uncle too. That's so before yeah. before checking this with with MLS ref stats, um, the Wikipedia said that Baldomero Toledo has three, no not way. Kevin Stott, but he has two. <laughs> There's just one game where they're. Flipped. I can't believe he has two. He is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God yeah. rest that man's yeah. refereeing soul. He's still alive. I think he's still yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Uh, it's five to two. Ian has the last question. You can go out. You can end our 2023 season with, with a plum. With a plum. All right. With a plum. Um, two one is not the highest scoring of MLS Cup finals. Over under. How many goals total have been scored in MLS Cup finals all time? So regular time and extra time. No PKs. How many goals have been scored over under? You can ask Harrison to set the line, or you can set the line yourself. Set the, set the line, Harrison. Let's turn it to a 50-50. <laughs> so we've had, we've had uh, well, he could get it correct and get he three could. points. He could. I'm going to guess. Oh, wow. Win. Actually, this is the most interesting, because if he sets the line perfectly, it's a 5-5 draw. That would be a great way to end the season. It, it, really, it really would be. So, Harrison, I'm going to even give you a hint here. We have... Played MLS Cups from what, 1990? What was the first year? 1994? 95. 95. 95. So, yeah. so we have played uh, 28 MLS Cups. Soccer averages about three goals a game. So you're right in around like that area. So I just want you to think about what you can set the line at. The tension is powerful. I mean, I, I would guess like 192. Wait, what? Wait, Lo- lower. I'm gonna go. Wait, lower. wait, what? It, what? It, I, I, ask the question again. Ask the question again. I thought you said lower. I'm gonna take lower. What was the question again? I think I mi- in, I misheard in, it. In total, in total, all of the MLS Cup finals combined, no PKs. So regular time, extra time, only, no PKs. Okay. How many goals have been scored? And there have only been. Are you 20... talking about total? Like yeah. how many? Yeah, like there have both, only been both 20, sides. There, yeah, yeah, total. There have only been twenty-eight finals. Total, how many goals? So I will say, one hundred and ninety-two goals means that every final had six, six or seven goals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just did. I totally did math completely wrong because I was thinking three. Okay, I just doubled what uh, 
what I, I just, yeah. Uh, fuck. <laughs> what did lower, I? Lower, lower. I mean lower yeah. right now. <laughs> I, I like I, I have no idea. Let's say just 72. Okay. Higher or lower. It is not correct, unfortunately. I didn't Higher, think it would be. But it's very close. Higher or lower, Ian? I'm still gonna say lower. Well, you would be incorrect. The answer oh. is 78. 78. Okay. 78. I thought for a second when the seven came out of your mouth, Harrison, that it was there was a real chance there. Yeah, it was gonna happen. But like technically, if we take his first guess, I'll yeah, one hundred hundred ninety-two. Uh, I love the over/under questions because you never. Sorry, know. I I I I got a I I missed I've a phone call that. from my mom, so I was like yeah. trying to I I had it in my head, but I was trying to do two things at once. I just doubled it up. If you so. if you call your mom and ask her how many goals all time have been scored in the Western Finals, and she says seventy-eight, I will give you ten points. That's only fair. You want me to call my mom right now on the on on the podcast? Okay, call her, and if and if she doesn't pick up or it's not funny, I will cut this. <laughs> but if it happens, I'll leave it in. Let's finish up the show you, first. You yeah. don't you don't you don't want you don't want Mama Carl on the phone. Like you don't like that's no one wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that. I'm talking to my friends. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up. My mom would love it if we did that. All right. Uh, yeah, well, folks, that is the uh, wrap on the podcast this season. Uh, it has been a year of Major League Soccer. That is certainly for sure. I want to thank all of you for listening and tuning in. For those that do, uh, I want to thank my friends, my colleagues, my co-hosts, Kieran Doyle. Uh, that's You can find him on uh, Twitter at uh, K-I-E-R-D-O-Y-L-E, at Kieran Doyle. I believe it's the same on Blue Sky. Um Harrison Crow, you can find on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow. Uh, I think it's not the same on Blue Sky. Yeah, it actually, uh, it's like Harrison Crow. It's all one word. I think all one word, no underscore. The best part of his his Twitter handle. So sad. I love the way I can say underscore Crow. Um, you can find me on on Twitter uh, at a handle for Ian. Same on Blue Sky as well. Um, uh, American Soccer Analysis is analysis vault on both as well. Uh, make sure to give them a follow. That is the, the way to do it. Visit the website www.americansoccernalysis.com. Uh, we do have a Patreon, uh, and we could always use your support for uh, keeping our uh, costs down. Uh, we are not a real money making venture. Uh, we just we just need to pay the bills. Uh, so any support you could give would be very, very helpful on that. We have one tier we ask $5 a month that gets you access to our Patreon only discord fun place to hang out and uh, get to play trivia a couple of days before we do uh, uh, or after I guess a couple of days before it releases. Um, yeah, anyway, it, it's been a, a, a fun year. Thank you all so much. Uh, the American Soccer Analysis Show will return next season. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you back then. But I think we're probably going to take uh, a little while off. So I don't know when the next episode will be. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you informed as well on that Discord and on Twitter or Blue Sky or whatever the new social media service that we're all using is at that point in the future. Uh, congratulations to the Columbus crew. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the soccer offseason.